Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're doing this live presentation today on January 5th because it's a whole new year. I know it's a, it's a little crazy and usually you get Javad doing this, but he decided he didn't want to join us today. So I have a special guest. We're going to talk about some of the stories. We're going to get some predictions. We're going to do all that kind of stuff in just a few moments. Welcome to The Jarek Show. Featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. And here we are with James McQuiggan, another JM instead of Javad yeah. Malik. So, uh, yeah, you're like the JM squared sort of thing when you get together. We right? are. Yeah, we are. Uh, I'm just a little taller, though, than, than Javad. So. Just, just a little. Okay. All right. All right. That's okay. That's all right. You know. Uh, whatever it takes. Um, welcome to the show. It's been a while since you've been on here. I know you've you've covered for him before in the past. I think I had a uh, a picture of a rock cover from him and the horse's backside. And and to be honest with you, all of them were an improvement on on what was going on. So I'm just gonna say, uh, for our listeners, our viewers, our longtime folks here, let us know who you prefer on this, uh, and we'll we'll take that into account now. I will warn everybody, sometimes Javad sees when we go live and, and he just has to pop in and be a part of it. So it could happen. We'll see what happens. Hopefully not. We'll get through this pretty quickly. So so along with this new year, James, what I wanted to do, I wanted to start this off in, in kind of a traditional manner, right? So everybody's going to be doing this. We've already been doing this a little bit, but I wanted to talk just a little bit about predictions. So 2024 going to be an interesting year. You know, it's going to be an interesting year. It's been an interesting year in 2023. And one of the big things that absolutely exploded was AI. So I wanted to get kind of your opinion on this, what your thoughts are as far as predictions for AI in 2024. Um, What's AI? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I kid. I Josh, I tease. Yeah, um, AI was uh, exploded, we'll say, last year. I mean, even though we know AI has been around for a number of years, IT product services, we've been seeing it already used, automation, that kind of aspect. But the generative AI is what exploded last year, where it, it open AI's chat GPT made it easy for folks to, you know, get information and, and communicate and converse uh, through those large language models and, and get that information, what they're doing quicker than you could get, you know, through any other type of search engine. And then, of course, you had the competitive aspects. Uh, so this year, I have no doubt that competitiveness will continue. Uh, we're going to probably see some more regulation, more policies, uh, more frameworks. Uh, you know, last year, I remember NIST came out with their AI risk management framework, uh, and ISO just dropped their 42001. Um, still trying to get a copy of it to read it, but their risk management framework as well. So we're starting to see organizations go, okay, this was really cute. This was fun, but now what do we need to do? Policy-wise, how do we protect our organization? You know, we knew Samsung. We've known lawyers uploading information or getting information out of generative AI and and caused a lot of problems. So, you know, we're we're evolving. We're learning how to use generative AI in our communities, in our personal lives, in our work environment, and how 
that blends in and then how also, you know, we go forth with it. How are we going to protect the organizations, the data, the intellectual property? We're seeing lawsuits come out. So we are literally standing at the cusp of the top of that iceberg um, and uh, we got a way to go with it. So I'm excited to see where AI is going to go this year. I know it's going to keep me busy with topics and, you know, continually reading about it every day and seeing how it advances. So yeah, AI is certainly a big thing. Um, we're still going to see, you know, a lot of attacks, cyber attacks. You know, I think yeah. we're, you know, every day there's a new one. So, and they're going after the supply chain organizations so that they can get, you know, not only get hit that one organization, but then all their clients, all their service uh, providers and everything else as well. So yeah, supply chain is going to be a, another big element. Um, or as my good friend or our good friend, Roger Grimes says, you know, it's the same thing that we've been dealing with for the last 30 years, social engineering. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, you know what? Well, and that's a good point. It, it is kind of the same thing that we've been dealing with too. And this is another iteration, I think, of technology advancing, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I've been... I've been kind of comparing this a bit to the days when the search engines started getting good on the internet, right? The internet had been around for a while. AI has been around for a while. Then all of a sudden we had like Lycos and Yahoo and then the Googles, right? And, and, and that really changed how we worked as individuals. So work, play, et cetera, et cetera. Now we Google everything, right? It's become its own thing. Um, I think, with the generative AI things that have happened this last year with it hitting more mainstream, people are going to be using it more and more for their daily stuff. And it's going to be blending into our lives a lot more, but I really think it's very similar. Like I said, to the big change that happened when we started indexing the internet and now we can search everything on the internet. You want to see what a movie is. You want to see what actors are right in the beginning. That wasn't there. That's one of the things that really drove it to being popular with the average person was the search engines. And I think we're going to see the same sort of thing going on there. But yeah, to your point about attacks too, I think we're going to see, you know, the AI being used to scale larger than previously able, you know, parsing uh, all these lists from the breaches with people's email addresses and all this information, putting together metadata on people you know, doing a lot of OSINT type work off of this kind of stuff. That is perfect for your AI models to be yep. through that stuff and generating profiles on people. So, hey, this person's an animal lover. Cool. We're going to automatically send them something scam and try to scam some money out of them for Humane Society or, you know, one of those animal type programs. That's the kind of stuff I really see AI kind of driving this next year. It'll be interesting to see. Um, how much that gets leveraged and if it gets leveraged, but yeah, yeah we're in for it's a tool. Right. It's a tool, you know, it's, it is. It um, is. like search engines are like hammers, like, you know, whatever, any other tool you can think of, you know, it is a tool and it can be used maliciously, but if we, and as we continue to, you know, evolve with it, you know, we're going to be integrating it more, more and more into our lives. It's already integrated so much already, everything from our thermostats to our cameras to our phones and, and everything else. Yeah. We're, it's, yeah. it's, going to be continually never ending and holy cow space tacos is here um space tacos is a uh, a colleague out of the simply cyber uh community oh gotcha okay cool cool so, awesome. uh, big awesome. big uh big big uh, person over there um and uh so great glad to glad you're joining us there space tacos and of course uh no uh, no stranger to us but um 
our good friend, Mr. James Azar joining us as well today. So yeah, yeah. you know, I haven't seen here. James in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. I saw him last year uh, at a, a couple conferences. So uh, always, always glad to see Mr. Azar. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Mr. Azar? Is it better with me and uh, James or is it better with me and Javad? I mean, well, he said this duo, right? It's together is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, and space you tacos. Hey, James. All right, cool, cool. Nice. You know, I love going live on this. Um, the the live port is is kind of nice. Now, I'll be honest with you, our platform here. Um, <laughs> I love that it shows there's like one viewer right now, but clearly there is not. It doesn't pick up things from hardly anywhere, which is kind of funny. Uh, we joke about that quite a bit, but Anyways, here we are. Um, what I want to do now is let's go into our weekly stories. And a couple of these I think are, are pretty interesting. Um, let's uh, let's see if I know how to do this. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't want to start with that one. We will get back around to that one, folks. Um, but I thought this was an interesting way to start the new year. Talking about budget cuts and the mental health thing, which, you know, for a long time, and, and some of this is generational, right? Like, like, you know, I'm, I'm Gen X or whatever. And, and we didn't talk about our feelings and our mental health, right? We just, we took the beating, went home and sobbed softly in a corner and then came back the next day. And that's not necessarily very healthy, not in any way, shape or form, but it's being brought up um, more and more these days now where we can talk about this. And I think it's important to, to address this issue and the things that are going on, right? We've talked about this before, I know, and, and you know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, proponent for the people in the trenches, especially in like the city, states, municipalities, where there's like one person just trying to keep the wheels on the wagon, right? The wagon's on fire, just trying to keep the wheels in the damn wagon. And they're just beat to death every day because they're understaffed. They don't have the money. And then when it all goes wrong, it ends up on the front page of the paper and people get mad. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's a nightmare for folks. So I think it's important that we that we think about this and that, you know, 55 percent noted the current economic climate has reduced access to mental health, well-being resources within their organization. We're seeing that we're seeing cuts. Um, and, and this one here was talking a bit about how ransomware is actually driving a lot of this fear, too. So it's something if you're in the industry, if you're out there in the trenches man, take care of yourself, um, that's something that that. Too much. Too often, we we overlook. What do you think, James? Yeah, you know when you're in the trenches and you're trying to get more budget because you know that if you can get a particular widget or a particular technology or you can get some training or you can get something in to either help you or help your organization, and then when that budget gets cut, you know we as security professionals or, or folks that are in the trenches, we know the dangers. We know what can happen, and ransomware is is that big scary one because you know you get somebody that clicks on that link and the cyber criminals come walking in the front door and they're working around on the servers and they get the data and they exfiltrate it and then they make all your systems unavailable by encrypting everything that bead of cold sweat that that or that waterfall of cold sweat that runs down your back because you're you're the one that's responsible for those for that equipment that infrastructure and you've asked time and time again for the money and yep. you know they've the powers that be the boards of directors the CISOs, whoever you know they're like nope we got to cut this is this is a risk we're willing to take on 
but you know that you could have avoided that because you have that knowledge, that experience, you know, X widget could help reduce that risk overall. And essentially you, that stress builds up and, and, you know, having that limited resources like the municipalities um, to try and deal with those security threats is extremely um, frustrating. And, you know, we know that organizations, we take security seriously, or, you know, we take care of our employees, but even still you're, putting a lot of undue stress on yourself because you don't get the support that you need. And, you know, we need leadership to be able to step up and provide those solutions for the users. Yeah, you're taking that risk, but then if you're taking the risk that we're not going to have X widget, then in the event that we're attacked, then it's your head on the chopping block and I don't have to worry about it. So um, that's kind of, you know, when we're looking at that mental health, that work-life balance, that's crucial. Yeah. Uh, when working in the trenches to, you know, reduce yeah. your own risk of a stroke or a heart attack or some unhealthy yeah. event. <laughs> yeah. The last thing we want is some event and then we're falling out in the middle of it. Cause you know, it, it, yeah. and, and I mean, in all honesty, we, we all know this is pretty stressful. This is pretty crazy. And you know, the, the blame often comes down on people. I, I think um, I saw a story recently about the, uh, the Clorox CISO, right? Clorox got hit. And a uh, big deal, big money, lots of money lost, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was the, the Clorox CISO, the pop smoke and set them out of here pretty, pretty shortly afterwards. And, and I don't blame them. I, I don't know the whole story. My feeling on that is there was a lot of frustration probably going, we need to do something folks. And, and yeah. it didn't work out and they were just like, you know, eh, but we got to be willing to do that sometimes I've. I've left myself in impossible situations way too long before. And, you know, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. It's very painful for people yep. to do. So we, yep. we absolutely need to take care of ourselves, yep. have a hobby, do something on the oh, outside, yeah. be you know, creative, I, paint, yeah. photography. Yeah. You do photography. I've done photography. I also do uh, like woodworking. I work on cars. I do stuff that's not, Technical, you know, related. technical, do, do yeah. stuff with my hands. That's creative. And I find that that just, it opens up my mind a lot more. It, it takes me away from things. You know, I I'm, there's very few times I'm happier than when I'm out there with a chainsaw cutting down trees or something. I mean, that's just, that's a good feeling, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, we got to do some things to take care of that. So, so with Clorox getting hit with ransomware, did they get cleaned out? That's why I don't invite you on much. That, <laughs> I'm remembering now. I do remember the reason. Yeah, it's the, it's the jokes like that. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some other stuff here, right? I think this is important. Google Chrome starts blocking data tracking cookies. Wow. I mean, Google blocking cookies. They're, they wow. must be on our side, right? Don't you think, James? Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, no. I mean, Google's looking out for our privacy and, you know, but at the same time, Google, you know, they live off ads. That's how they yeah. make their money. Well, part of their money, right? You know, but even still, you've got other organizations, other advertisers that are out there. They're going to be concerned about this because that limits their ability to be able to reach their audience. I mean, I'd be curious to see if we they weren't selling advertisement, would we have to pay for Google? Or, right. is a lot, you know, is it a lot easier to get money coming in from another party so that we can offer free things to everybody else like Gmail or the G Suite or, or other things like that. 
But, you know, Safari and Firefox have already been offering third-party cookie blocking. Yeah. You know, that's out there already. Um, so Chrome kind of coming in here, it's like, okay, are you trying to standardize privacy for us? You know, because, you know, with the amount of information that you can get from using a browser, you know, for these advertisers, for these third parties, it's kind of like, no, 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 I, I just want you to provide me a service. I don't want you to collect my data. So now yeah. what do I got to do? Do I got to go to DuckDuckGo? Do I got to, you can't use privacy mode because that's not what privacy mode does. You know, um, you know, do we start looking for a browser that doesn't track that information, doesn't collect it, you know? So it's, it's interesting to see where this plays out. Um, you know, whether we start seeing, you know, uh, where, what direction they end up going in with regards to it. Yeah. You know, and, and we have to remember that places like Google, they are advertisers. I mean, that yeah. is where the bulk of their stuff, like you said, that's where yeah. it comes from. This stuff, it isn't free. It isn't a service that's given out of the, the kindness of their heart. So the fact that they're like, oh, we're going to block these cookies. You better believe that they're going to be offering something at some point in time to the advertisers to work around that. That's just how sure. they operate. And I don't know if, if you remember, it was years ago now, um, but Google released that Titan security key. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. Okay. So, so right before that happened, uh, Krebs actually had an article on there that was like, Hey, you know, um, ever since Google rolled uh, out these private, these keys, um, there have been zero, uh, phishing, successful phishing attempts. And it was just a load of this kind of stuff. And, and I'm looking through this and I'm like, first of all, you know, account takeover. Yeah. The, the keys like that MFA helps, but it doesn't yeah. help with like BEC. It doesn't help with all these other things that are in line. Right. Um, but then it was like within a month after Krebs ran this big story, that's when Google started actually selling them. And I was like, oh, oh, that's why we had this big story about, you know, what it what it did and, and how great it is, because, well, they're turning around now and retailing these things. That's how Google works. Right. Yeah. They they make money. They are a business to make money. Yeah, they're not nonprofit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you see these great things coming out like Google Chrome starts blocking data tracking cookies. Great. And then, you know, maybe in a month or so in places that we don't normally look because we're not in this kind of marketing industry or whatever, they're going to be like, oh, but we can offer you this way around it for a minor fee. And, Is you know, there an ad blocker? Yeah. yeah, would not shock me at all if now they offer some sort of way to get around that to the people that pay the bills. I mean, it is what it is. But it, it's nice to see that, you know, when this stuff gets out in front of people that at least people kind of go, oh, I wonder what that's about. Maybe they get a little bit more educated. And that's the whole thing. You know, if people were to be, were to care about it and were to be educated, because a lot of times people are like, yeah, that's okay. What they don't see, they don't know. And so they don't know yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. So they're not really aware of it. And somebody go, no, Google's stealing all your data or this browser is collecting your data and selling it off to a third party or this app or this service there's nothing in their face. It's not like being held at gunpoint and robbed where it's like, okay, now I'm going to make sure that I'm, you know, being more aware when I'm out yeah. in, you know, late at night or whatever, you know, when you're browsing on your computer and you, you're all your, your surfing data is getting siphoned off and fold, sold <laughs> off to a third party company. Yeah. You don't see that. You don't get any impact from that. And if something does happen, you can't correlate or attribute it to that particular Very event. tough to so, do that. Yeah. It's very difficult for people, regular folks, I say regular folks, but, you know, non-IT, non-tech, non-cyber uh, folks to to really be aware of that unless you've got, 
you know, you're educating them, you know, use Brave so that way you can't or Tor so that way, you know, your data is anonymous or your tracking is anonymous and yeah. limit that exposure. Nah. I mean, yeah. Google, what, 80% used, 85% used in the world? So is the bread. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So it be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, keep an eye open for other stories, and I will too, uh, about how this plays out. It'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see if there's, if there's something behind this too, or if they're just finally going, okay, everyone else is doing it. We better do something, right? Peer uh, pressure. It's a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you were talking earlier about, you know, supply chain and stuff like mm -hmm. this and, and all that going on. Um, we've seen some interesting stuff happen through even social media and mm -hmm. taking well-known vendors accounts over and doing things like this. This happened to Mandiant, right? Which is like wow. the poster wow. child of uh, incident response sort of thing, which is now part of a Google cloud, as you'll notice there. Um, but... <laughs> they got taken over by this like um this crypto group and yeah. changed all this kind of stuff and they they dropped a couple of texts on that um i thought this was pretty eye opening and it took them 6 hours to get it back i mean something like mandy you'd figure they'd have like a direct line to somebody over there and be like yo but i kind of wonder how it happened and yeah. it'll be interesting to see if we find out how this happened, did they have multi-factor authentication enabled? Did they have, um, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would, I would have to imagine, and I would hope a large tech company like Mandian is utilizing MFA on the social media accounts. Um, but you never know. I mean, is this being farmed out to a third party marketing company? Could it, right. is it something where, um, they've got multiple people using the same Mandian account. And so there's no way you've got to have a shared password or, you know, is it an insider attack? Uh, I, I remember reading in uh, Rachel Sobak saying that, um, yeah. you know, we've got, you know, there's a complexity to it, but yeah, it would be good. And they were transparent about it. I mean, okay. It took them six hours, not the yeah. greatest, but you know, whether they're getting alerts on somebody logging into their account. But then again, is that a, is that a, a alert fatigue where it's like, oh yeah, I log in every day. I see this. And it's like now somebody unauthorized really logged in and you missed it. Um, is it a matter of, you know, they're, they have their text. They're, they're not in the, the account every single day because yeah. they're prepping what posts are going out, you know, a day in advance or a couple of days in advance. And so it's like, okay, I'm on to, they've got multiple people. They got one person doing multiple tasks and the Twitter account is the X account is just one part of it. And so yesterday wasn't the day they were working on it. And so it was like, Whoa, Hey, what's happening. And then, you know, but at least Mandian came out and go, okay, yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. You know, we recognize this was a problem, you know, trying to keep and maintain that trust and transparency uh, with the, the folks that are out there. You know, I, I wrote an article a few years ago about something that happened to me. Um, I was at a car dealership actually here in Tampa. Um, and I had, I bought my car from them used. It was a BMW dealership and uh, I'd come back to have some service work done. I sat down in their little area, right. And I was going to, going to do some work. And in order to log into their internet there, they gave me a few options. It was like log in with Twitter and, you know, we see these things a lot, yeah. but when I hit that one, it actually came up and it said, and you're going to give them these permissions. And it was like, follow and unfollow people with your account. And like all of this just crazy crap that was attached to this thing that was essentially giving them full access to 
your DMs and all this just to use their Wi-Fi in their place. And I was like, hold on a second. Right. So I, I documented that. And, you know, at the bottom, when you go back, there was like, well, sign in with your email and, and tiny little words or give us your email address. And that's almost a fair, reasonable way to do that. Okay, fine, whatever. But watching how they did that, and I don't know if it was a misconfiguration in the, you know, in what permissions they were requesting, right. but why in God's name would I be giving up all of my DMs? And we're talking about a, you know, it's a BMW dealership. You're going to have some reasonably high value people probably yep. coming through oh, there yeah. at a time. It's easy to have stuff like this happen. And then you yep. run into the issues where you use things, you know, and it's not an issue with the platforms, but like you were mentioning Hootsuite, things like that. They do get these permissions that do need it, um, that perhaps somebody isn't securing correctly. And then that gets taken advantage of because sometimes you have teams that do this. It's not one individual. It's through an application or something like right. that. And, yeah. uh, you know, we see this happen more and more. And I cannot I cannot state how important it is to lock down your social media accounts. We Just over and over again, we yeah. see this stuff happening. But lockdown's one part. Be aware of who's got access to it. I mean, you just yeah. mentioned the BMW. How many people that went in there for their BMW? Oh, I can log in with Twitter. Cool, great, boom, done. All right, whatever. You know, yeah. next, 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 finish, done. Let me get connected. I got to get on the internet and I got to work. Um, but those third-party companies that have access, what if, you know, they got in through one of them? Because we yeah. remember FireEye when they got hit a couple of years ago and we're like, oh my gosh, FireEye of all the companies, you know, that kind of company, they got breached. And then lo and behold, it turned out that it was a, the solar winds. They got in through solar winds, um, you know, through that supply chain. What if this is going to be something similar where there's a third party app or I, I don't want to say Hootsuite, but you know, something like a Hootsuite yeah, yeah. that could have, they could have leveraged to gain access into these different Twitter accounts. Is this now... We hear about Mandan yesterday. Are we going to hear about other accounts, these other ATOs, account takeovers in the next while because of some other third-party plugin? We'll have to yep. wait and see. But that's why it's important to look through, be aware of what plugins you've got, what's accessing oh. your different uh, social media accounts. Not only, yeah, protect your access to it, but also you know the third-party access of other apps and services. Yeah, you know, interesting times. It's, it's one of the reasons I do love cyber so much. Yes, there's stress involved, but man, there's always something new, right? This is not the kind of job that, um, you know, I know people that, that love manufacturing jobs where they put a widget in a widget and they do that all day long and they're perfectly happy doing it. Um, I've worked in machine shops. I would throw myself into the machinery. It's one of the reasons we love this, but it, it can be mentally exhausting and taxing. But here we are, beginning of the year. Mandiant's already had an issue with their social media. Yep. Going to so be take, a fun one. Take care of your mental health. Good work-life balance. Use a, a, bra a browser that doesn't track your, your data. And um, check your social media accounts. So there you go. There you go. Or, you know what, James? <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm on my way to retirement here. I, I see it out there. Now, I'm not there yet. Right. You know, I'm doing my homestead project. And I'm going to dig a moat around that. It'll fill with water. And then we're in Florida. So it automatically fills with alligators. And I'm just going to like disconnect from people for a few years, I think, when it's retirement time. And then I don't have to worry about any of that anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> Live off anyway. the grid, man. There you go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, cool. uh, thank you, folks, for joining us. I uh, really you. enjoyed it today. Thanks for the comments. Um, let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, too. Um, 
Just Let us know if you don't want Javad to come back. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Too. I mean, that is an option. That that is absolutely an option. So, but we love you, Javad. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself, man. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know he always does, have to say something to say something about that, but we'll leave it there. Well, he always does this really rude thing where he just cuts me off at the end, you know, and then just kind of takes it over from there, uh, you know. But anyways, thanks for joining us here at the Jarek Show. See you next week. Take care.